Hey folks, welcome to the third episode of the Albatrosser Podcast. My name is David Frey, and I will be your host. This week we head to the CJ Cup in South Korea at Nine Bridges Golf Course. It is a 7,200-yard par 72. Uh, we've got the normal four par fives and four par threes on the course. Uh, basically, nobody has any clue how the course will play this week. Uh, we've never seen it before. We've had a lot of uh, comparable courses that have been thrown out there. Uh, none of them really make any sense to me. Um, uh Outside of the fairway and green sizes, the way the course is set up is with a bunch of different dog legs, shorter yardages, big lip bunkers, you know, there's water all over the place. Um, and so it reminds Kenny Kim of the Pete Dye course here in the States. Um, so basically that means a lot of strategy, um, a lot of less than driver um, will be used and... The, it's it's just nobody's seen it, so we're not going to really have anything to compare it to. So trying to look at other courses is going to be useless, in my opinion. Uh, we're just basically going to want to see iron, uh, strong iron play, and uh, obviously guys who can make the putts on these greens. And that's really going to be basically it this week. Uh, it is not a week for cash, uh, far worse than last week. Um, and so I would just stick to some G some, excuse me, some GPP, uh, teams, maybe throw in, um, you know, the 20 max on DK, uh, throw some in there, um, play a little, you know, play a few teams in the dog leg, but that's pretty much it. There's 78 golfers here. It's, you know, it's fun to play night golf. Oh, it was a lot of fun to watch that last week. Um, you know, over in Malaysia. And uh, we can dive into the recap of of the CIMB Classic here in a second. Um, but basically, uh, back to the CJ Cup. It's it, we have a pretty decent field here. Uh, some of these golfers are teeing up for the WGC next week. Some of these golfers, like Justin Thomas, this is going to be their final final tournament of the year. So um, we'll get into that. Uh, after we recap the CIMB Classic. So last week was a mixed week for me. Uh, personally, uh, basically broke even. Uh, played three different cash lineups in the end, and I cashed one of them, hit a few GPPs, so I ended up not losing very much. I was pretty lucky because I had zero Pat Perez. I had him dead last on my GBB plays. Just wasn't on the guy, given the humidity and the heat in Malaysia. I didn't think Pat Perez at 9K was really worth it. Uh, obviously, he proved me wrong. Uh, he, you know, putted the lights out. And so, it's, you know, it's going to happen. Um, I had, Like I said, I had three different cash teams. I played pretty much... At, I play everybody I had on my cash teams uh, were on my cash plays of the 15 guys. Uh, the only guy I, I only didn't play two guys uh, from my cash um, plays, so I'll go through them now. Uh, tier one, I had Justin Thomas, Hideki Matsuyama, and Paul Casey. Um, I played Thomas on two of my teams, played Hideki on the other one. Uh, Thomas did not was not worth it. He finished 17th, which is obviously not awful um but when you have 
Hideki and Paul Casey both having a top five and a top seven, it's just you're you're playing behind the curve. You know, you're you're behind everybody else. So that was not a um, playing Thomas in six. You know, in two thirds of my teams was not ideal. Those two didn't cash. The Hideki team cashed uh, because he managed to go hot fire um, and finished. Uh, you know, T5. Didn't have any Paul Casey, uh, just because I had the other two. That was the one guy I didn't have. Uh, and then in Tier 2, we had Thomas Peters, Gary Woodland, and Xander Shifley. Um, I had Xander on my Hideki team, thankfully, um, and he finished third. Uh, then Gary Woodland was, you know, up and down all week, ended up uh, finishing terribly on Sunday with a one over, uh, finished 28th. Wasn't really worth his 8,700. You know, it didn't kill you. Um, but it wasn't going to get you up in the, you know, in the top for GPPs. Uh, Peters was, uh, a really nice play on Thursday and then just, uh, excuse my pun here, petered off for the rest of it, uh, putted terribly. Um, so he's, could be an interesting, GPP play this week. He's just not playing very well at all, so it, it's difficult to play him right now. Um, definitely did not produce the way I thought he would. Um, so I ended up having Shifley on my Hideki team. I had Matsuya, or I had Woodland on uh, another team, and then Peters on another team. Um, you know, so those were those two were on the teams that didn't cash. Um, tier three, I had Brendan Steele thirteenth who finished 13th, uh, Kevin Na, who finished 44th, and Ali Schneider-Jans, who finished 23rd. I had all three of them. Uh, you know, the Na obviously wasn't really worth it. Steele was fine. He was heavily owned. Na was also heavily owned. And Schneider-Jans finished in between the two of them. Um, you know, he was... Uh, he was fine. He didn't kill you. Uh, tier 4, again... We had underperformers from Bud Colley, who was heavily owned, Graham Dillette, who was heavily owned. Both of them finished outside the top 50. Uh, Kyle Stanley I had. Uh, he finished 21st, which was a nice finish, uh, considering he was a pivot off of Colley and Dillette. Um, <clears throat> and then Tier 5 and Tier 6 actually kind of did help me quite a bit. Uh, Rafa Cabrera-Bale, he finished in... He finished 10th uh, at 7,400. was a great play. I basically had him on all three teams. Uh, so he obviously cashed the one. Um, and then he cashed me um, in a couple of the different GPPs that helped make me my money back. Uh, Jamie Lovemark finished 32nd. He was okay. Uh, Scott Hend finished 72nd. I did not have any Scott Hend. Uh, I just threw him in there because I knew he was getting talked up. Thankfully, I didn't listen, and as he was on the third line of Tier 5, hopefully you didn't play him either, but he just... As a, you know, he's a Euro Tour guy. He's very hit or miss. Um, He should have been in the GPP section, but because he was getting talked up, it was, you know, not very smart to leave him off of at least some sort of cash recommendation, so I'll stand by that, uh, you know, but again, he's the type of guy who really isn't worth that much um, on any given week. Uh, tier 6, we had Keegan Bradley finish second next to Pat Perez. He saved my butt um, because I had him pretty much everywhere. You know, even having Keegan Bradley, I didn't, because I had Justin Thomas and Gary Woodland and, you know, Bud Colley, he couldn't save some of my cash teams. He did save the one with Hideki and Shifley. Um, 
and he was on quite a f- basically all of my GPPs. Um, I tweeted out, I guess it would be Wednesday afternoon last week that you know it was probably a Keegan week, and you'd probably want to play Keegan at 7K. Um, a funny note is that the week before, where he missed the cut um, in California, he was nine ninety three hundred. Uh, then he dropped to 7K over here. I played him there, and he finished second. And now, at the CJ Cup, he is now 9K again. Uh, obviously, the CJ Cup is a no-cut event. Um, so, it, it's just, Keegan's price just goes crazy. And, you know, in my experience, you play Keegan when he's cheap, and you fade him when he's expensive, and, you know, that, that shouldn't be any different this week. Um final two plays on my tier six were Hao Tong Lee. He finished 48th. Um, you know, didn't, didn't really kill you, but if you pivoted off Keegan to Lee, you were pretty upset. Um, I had him on one team, uh, which didn't cash cause it was a JT Woodland team. Um, and then Patrick Rogers, uh, he finished 23rd. He was, uh, you know, that was fine. He didn't kill you. Definitely wasn't a guy who sunk your lineup. Uh, so it, uh, like I said at the beginning, it was a hit or miss week for us. Um, you definitely could have hit some nice. Uh, you could have hit with with some of these guys in tier. You know, we had Bella, we had Bradley, we had Shifley, we had Hideki. You know that I had a core team of, so that didn't kill us at all. Um, for not having any Pat Perez, I'm happy with my result. Hopefully, you didn't get killed too much. I know we had a couple subscribers who cashed very highly. I uh, think because they ended up throwing Pat Perez on some of their GPP teams, which was smart. Uh, but like I said, it, it really wasn't because of me. I had him dead last on my tier one of the GPP teams, uh, you know, after Ian Poulter. Um, so he was just not a guy I was on, and, you know, that's going to happen. But. Uh, we can move on to previewing the CJ Cup. So I will bounce back to uh, the preview of the CJ Cup. Kind of, kind of dove into it a little bit a few minutes ago um, with the with the length and the pars and stuff like that. Um, and we talked about how this is an iron. Uh, you know, this this will probably be a beneficial to these strong iron players. Um, you know, it, it looks like the rough around the fairways have been lengthened uh, compared to how members usually see it, and we've seen that it could be three to four inches high. Um, you know, and around the greens there are a lot of trouble. Uh, it looks like lots of sand, lots of water, lots of these deep bunkers. So obviously we're just going to look for greens and regulation and we're going to look for long irons. So that leads us into uh, Justin Thomas. He is once again the top play or the top priced play at 12.1 on DK. Um, I'm actually going to go back to him. He this he said on Instagram this is his last tournament of the year. Um, this course again would set up well for him. You know he had just a couple of really bad holes. Um, you know he sc- scored like a seven on one of the easy par fives. That you know it, just a few shots last week, and it could have been a completely different story. Um, so I'm going to go back to JT. I'm hoping he will be less owned 
then Paul Casey, um, and Jason Day. So, um, as I said, I'm not really interested in paying cash. I'm still going to have the, the top 15 core plays, uh, slash cash plays. So if you do want to, if you do want to tinker with cash, you know, I, I would still throw these guys in here. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to start off with Justin Thomas, Paul Casey, you know, he finished another top 10. Uh it's it's really hard not to like Paul Casey. Um you know, it, it feels like he's going to have to win at some point one of these weeks, you know, it it's just now he's 11-6. He's he's a thousand dollars more than Jason Day, you know, but I'll I can't suggest fading Paul Casey just because it's like he's got you know, four top sevens in his last five tournaments. It's, you know, and it's even better than that. That's just his last five tournaments. It's, he's been insane for the last three months. Um, and like Justin Thomas, he's an excellent long iron player and excellent at hitting greens. And, you know, as long if he can hit those putts that he needs to hit, you know, he's going to be deadly this week. Um, so that will drop down to Jason Day. Um, who's 10-6. I'm kind of wondering if he's using this as a tune-up for the WGC next week. Um, so I would be more on JT and Paul Casey than Day, even though it's Jason Day, he could come out here and win. We don't really know what he's been doing recently, ever you know, ever since the... Basically, only a couple weeks have passed, but we're not really sure how much he's been practicing. Uh, Tony Finau coming off the second at the Safeway. He's 10-2. Um, I would actually kind of be into him this week as well. Um, he's basically coming off a seventh at the BMW, a seventh at the Tour Championship, a second at the Safeway. He is in some serious form. This could be an event that he could just destroy, uh, given the par fives, uh, looks like there could be a drivable par four. Um, so it obviously if we're looking at a course that's less than driver, it kind of takes his driver out. Uh, but he's still in elite, you know, he, this would still be a course that he could potentially destroy. Um, so it might be, a, he might be a little less owned than, say, Mark Leishman or Xander Shifley, who are both 9-9 and 9-8. Um, you can't really fade either one of these guys either. Um, I This field is in... You, you can just see any of these top guys. You can really see them popping here. Um, Shifley had a T3 last week after winning the Tour Championship. You might think that maybe he could come down a little bit, just like JT last week. Um... You know, and he was once again low owned last week, so he could be a potential GPP play where people are off of him um, just because of his price and you know the fact that they don't really trust he's going to continue to do this. So once again, this is obviously since this is a no cut event, we're not really worried about anything like that. We just want people who score, and Shifley's a guy who scores. Uh, Leishman is excellent on par fours. Um, you know, after winning the BMW, um, you know, he finished 24th at the Tour Championship, which out of 30 is not that great. So I'm not really as into Leishman. Um, he, this is probably more of a tune-up for him, just like Day. Um, and then we have Patrick Reed, who is going to definitely be low-owned. 
um, considering all of those guys around him, he would be an excellent play in my opinion. Um, probably going to be half the ownership of Pat Perez, uh, who, look, I, Pat Perez is uh, one of those guys that I don't play in DFS because he's old, uh, just like Phil Mickelson. Um, but unlike Phil Mickelson, now he's one. Uh, so I'm not really sure what to do here. I would prefer Reed myself. Um, but I get those guys who want to play Perez. Um, you know, it's very hard to win twice in two weeks on tour. But this is, you know, this field is going to be a little bit stronger than last week. So I, I, I don't see it myself. Um, but then again, I didn't see it last week. So I don't know how reliable I am in that regard. Uh, so then we have uh, Anurban Lahiri, who finished top 10 last week. He's got two top 10s in his last two events he's played. Uh, this would be, you know, the you know the Southeast Asia-type uh, place that he excels at. So I, he's $1,000 more than he was last week. I'm not really a big fan of that. Um, so he's probably going to be a little bit lesser owned than he was last week, but he's playing excellent golf at the moment. Uh, like I said, Keegan Bradley, before Keegan Bradley is now 91, as is Cabrera Bayo, who is nine. Um, they both jumped up about, you know, about 1600 for Bello, uh, 2100 for Bradley. I don't really like paying for the results they had the week before, uh, so I would tend to be off. Um, I don't really see... I, I would see Ke- Paul Casey winning before Keegan Bradley. Um, and then Bayo, I don't see him winning. Uh, just He doesn't really win. Uh, he does have one win on the Euro Tour this, week, this year, but he's not a guy who really pulls off wins. So I would be more off of those guys. Uh, then we have Kim Smith, Russell Henley... Um, both of those guys I would uh, own fewer shares of than uh, Daniel Berger, who's 8,700. Uh, it's interesting that he's playing here. Probably a tune-up for next week. Um, but 8,700, he doesn't need a top 5 to pay that off. He needs a top 10, top 15. He'll be fine. Um, Ali Schneiderjans playing well again. Uh, the, you know, he scores well on par 4s. Um, so that he would be an interesting play because you're going to have Adam Scott, who is always over-owned, uh, always soaks up ownership um, at 8,500, and he has done absolutely nothing the last two months. Uh, new kid, you know, just he hasn't been the same the last year. Um, so I would own Ollie and Berger over Scott. Uh, J.B. Holmes is another guy who hasn't really done much at all recently. Uh, so I would prefer Gary Woodland over him. Uh, you know, w- we liked Woodland last week. Why wouldn't we like him this week? Um, absolutely no reason not to play him. Uh, Sun Kang is going to be probably very popular and probably for good reason. I believe this is his hometown or he very near, you know, near that. Um, so he would be a guy I would be interested. He is a form guy. Once he starts playing well, he kind of keeps that up. And last week he finished in the, you know, he finished T3 after having basically no form for the last couple months. Um, so I actually really do like that this week. Uh, it's not something where I want to get cute. Um, I do think Sun Kang is going to probably bring a, 
probably 20 to 30 percent ownership in GPPs, just given the field. Um, and I would try to go overweight on that. Um, Brandon Grace hasn't really done too much recently. Um, ben Ann also hasn't done too much recently, but he's from South Korea, so he might see a little bit of inflated ownership. Uh, you know, if this guy could putt, he could win tournaments, but he is a worse putter than the worst putters on tour. He's just, he's awful. Um, so if he can sink putts, maybe he'll be a little bit more comfortable at this event. Um, he could be a surprise, uh, you know, guy who shows up basically out of nowhere. Um, so it's, I would much prefer Sun Kang over him, use him as a pivot. Um, and then we have Kevin Na, who has not really shown much upside recently outside of his T6 at the Dell Championship. Um, but uh, he would be a guy who I would suggest is probably not playing very well right now. So I would probably lean and avoid given how much ownership he gets. Um, and then, so for the rest of the plays, I don't want to, I don't want to give all of my favorite uh, value plays away because that's kind of really where we make our money. Uh, like last week, we had Keegan Bradley everywhere. You know, if you were talking about with me in our Slack channel, uh, I was telling you play Keegan Bradley, play Bello, um, and those two. You know, if you hung your hat on those two like I did. Uh, you at least could have, you know, made a little bit of money. Obviously, we weren't on the winner, but our value plays hit, and that's what we really want. We want our value plays to hit because they're going to be less predictable than some of these more expensive guys. Um, I'll run over a few of the value plays I like. Um, not all of them, but a few. Um, I do like Luke List again. Uh, you know, he finished top T13 last week. Um, I do like Nick Taylor. He's got two straight excellent weeks, um, so we don't want to avoid him. I have heard no one talk of Siwoo Kim. This would be an event that he would pop at, uh, no form whatsoever right now, but as uh, he is back in South Korea, I could see Siwoo Kim all of a sudden just playing lights out and stunning everybody, just like he did at the players this year. Um, Danny Lee popped last week. He uh, he finished top seven after... Basically, that was his first event coming back from an injury, so it was kind of out of nowhere, but Danny Lee would be an interesting play. Um, Morgan Hoffman I do like. He showed a little bit of flash last week. That could be interesting. Uh, Bud Colley will have... Uh, not a lot of ownership this week after being heavily owned last week. I like that as a pivot. Um... And then I will give two more that I like. I like Patrick Rogers at 7,200. Uh, he's starting to trend in the right direction. And then another guy I like is uh, C.T. Pan. He finished 17th last week. Uh, another, obviously, he is another guy who might have experience at this course. Um, and he will likely be low owned. Um, and he is an excellent price at 71. Um, oh, there is one more. I should have said three more value plays. I do like Wesley Bryan this week. Uh, this sets up just like last week. Last week he finished 32nd. Uh, he was kind of bouncing around above, you know, in the inside top 15 
for much of the week. He dropped out and finished outside the top 30 on Sunday. But I do like how this course sets up for him. Uh, if you take driver out of his hand, uh, he is a much better player, and that is the case again this week. Um, so that's all I'm going to have for this week. Uh, NBA tips off tonight, so I'm going to go and, uh, you know, get my basketball on. Got uh, MLB playoffs as well. So uh, people don't really play too much PGA uh, golf during the swing season, as evidenced last week, we, we didn't even see those dog legs fill, um, which was surprising. But again, it's you know with NFL and MLB and NBA and hockey, even uh, the swing season, just with the amount of no names playing, uh, and especially these no kid events, they're not really you know all too. Uh, all too popular, but we, um, you know, made some decent money two weeks ago, made our money back last week. Uh, we'll, uh, you know, play some GPPs this week, hopefully hit on a few things. So until next week, uh, that'll be it. And I will talk to you guys in the Slack channel.